0: to Single Soulmate Podcast, where we help you, the love warrior or love warrior to be, to go from single to with your soulmate, living the life of your dreams. All right, well, let me go on record and say like every human being in this modern Kush world that I wish that everything in life were easier, you know? But especially as I get older, man, I find that some things in life are much easier, mostly because I'm just less willing to tolerate BS. And also some things are a little tougher because of, oh man, okay, that could be kind of long. But, you know, getting older, stuff like that. So some things are tougher. But anyway, I'll just leave it with this. Such is life, all right? So anyway, I just wanted to say that, yeah, I wish thing, everything in life were easier. Hey, I'm glad that you're here. We are going to a great question today. That we hear from lots and lots of people. Thank you, Lisa, for submitting it. And today's question we explore what's really easier, what's really tougher, or how can either help you out on your journey to go from single to soulmate? All right. So here's Lisa's question Why do some people find their soulmates without having to do this type of intentional work? It seems so easy for some people, or am I making assumptions? Great question, Lisa. We hear this type of thing a lot, and it's not the exact same question. And I want to share a little quote you might have heard. All you see is the glory, but you don't know the story. So what that means basically is that for some, it may look easy, but we don't really know the full story of what they did before they met randomly, quote unquote, in the grocery store or at work or something like that. Most of the time, people don't know that they were taking certain steps. Most of the people haven't done the kind of research that Laura and I have done and really mapped out our experience back before meeting one another, diving into what exactly was Laura doing, stuff like that. So most people don't do that. They think, I don't know, it just happened. And usually what we find by asking a lot more questions is it didn't just happen, it was actually a proven path, which is the kind of stuff that we teach here and in our courses and programs. So now years ago, people would like find their maid and marry them at age 18 and then stay with them for like 65, 70 years. And that is super fabulous for them. And I got to say, I don't even understand that, man, because the thought that I had anything like a wise thought in my head at 18 or 20 or something like that is just like an impossible thing for me to think of. And so we don't have that experience. I can't really speak to that. But our clients don't either, because, you know, if they're meeting their sweetheart at 18 or 20 or something like that, they're married and off, you know, living happily ever after. So our people that we're talking to, people like you, Lisa, and people that are listening, that you're listening right now to this podcast, are people just like us. Like we're married, divorced, you know, been around the block a few times and still like, oh, my goodness, what's going on? So anyway, that's not our experience. People that like marry and stuff like that really, really young. But here's another thing to consider. Times have really changed, right? So those folks that have been married for seven years, well, they got together in a very, very different time. And what I've found is that psychologists and researchers have found that single people today are less prepared than at any time in history to actually be in a happy and healthy marriage or partnership. Now, why might that be? So it's hard to say a definitive answer to that, but there are lots of theories. So I'm going to share with you our theory. It's really, it's like a lot of things. It's multidimensional. So in our Western culture, here in the United States of America, especially, we're living in a society that values work and money way more than love. I mean, Mother Teresa called the U.S. the most loveless society she had ever seen And with the really wonderfully evolving roles in the male-female relationship where men and women are questioning and in many cases tossing out old paradigms and then like moving into and evolving into 21st century relationship roles, these are roles that they haven't seen before. They haven't seen them modeled growing up. And so the other thing is they don't really see them modeled for them around now in their personal life. And definitely, they're not seeing them modeled in mass media. I mean, are you seeing positive, loving relationships modeled in mass in the mass media? No, you're not, right? So all of that together really makes it harder. So you haven't had role models growing up. You don't see it around you in your personal life. You're not seeing it reflected in the media. So this makes it harder to complete that evolution, which remember I talked about, like you're tossing out old ideas, old paradigms. So it makes it harder to complete that evolution away from what we know we don't want and step into more what we do want to actually experience, right? And so this is why in all of our course and programs, we do spend a lot of time stepping into that what you do want. And that's what you want to be focusing on is what do you want to experience? And as the saying goes, if you can't see it, you can't be it. And many single people are experiencing a tremendous absence, like an aching absence, healthy, mutually respectful, committed, and passionate relationships and marriages. And so being able to step into that just keeps like eluding you, you know, and the years just like fly by. And the thing is that women with like the intuition to recognize how important more so than men Men do realize it, too, but women more so because you got just a deeper connection with your intuition. So with that deeper connection with intuition about how important healthy relationships are, you're in the forefront of helping to co-create a new paradigm in the sense of a healthier masculine feminine relationship. And so women especially are feeling this pull to create something else, to have something else for themselves, something better. But allowing themselves too often to be stuck in the old paradigm thinking of like work, 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 money, money, money. I'm not saying that you don't want to have meaningful work and, you know, have money and stuff like that. But there's a viewpoint that pulls at you that says like relationships aren't that important. Love is like a side dish of life. You know, just settle for someone that can pay the bills. And you know what? 50, 80 years ago, that was like really great advice, right? But now we're on to the next stage of evolution where inner joy and fulfillment is important. Society will tell you inner joy and fulfillment is unimportant and maybe even greedy, like spiritually greedy. But when you hear that inside, my guess is you're here because that leaves you feeling like empty in the sense of like, no, no, no. I want more for myself. I want more for my life. And so that leaves you feeling that like that more that you want, that's like an impossible dream. And what I'm here to say, what Laura and I both are here to say is that it's totally not an impossible dream. It's just not one that you're seeing very much around, which is, you know, I'm glad that you're here because that's what we're all about is helping you step into that thing. That's certainly not impossible. That's what we live every day and not what we see our clients living. All right. So. It's just that when you try to make that dream come alive while you're simultaneously believing that love isn't that important and you devote very, very little time, energy or study to the whole subject, it's going to be very, very difficult to actually create that in your life. So we not that long ago officiated a wedding and we talked to a couple who were guests at the wedding and they'd been married at age 20. Married for over 65 years. They clearly loved each other and cared for each other. But what they also said was, you know, it wasn't always easy. They had some rough years and they wondered at times if they would make it. Now, this was a couple that you got to keep in mind, they were married in a totally different time than now. They loved each other then and they also value commitment. And now women and men have more choices than ever. I want you to focus mostly on women, because as a woman now, you have more choices than you've ever had in all of recorded history about when and whom you'll marry, have kids with or not have kids with, get an education, all of these type of things. And yet commitment by men and women is generally speaking, valued less and less and experienced less and less in life. So it becomes harder and harder to get a committed relationship when you yourself are not that committed in your life to love. And what all that choice means for you is there is more responsibility for making the right choice for you. That's not pressure. It's just that you got a lot of choices, which is awesome. In the law, they say that with rights come responsibilities. So both people in a relationship have more rights and both people have more responsibilities as well. The goal here isn't just getting into a relationship, is it? I mean, that's pretty easy, right? You can get into a relationship. But what's happening, what we find is that many women that resonate with what we're doing, they feel, I want to get into the right relationship, right? So getting into the right relationship for you, that does take some extra effort. That's just the reality of it. Because again, getting into a relationship, pretty easy getting into the right relationship where you feel loved, supported, adored, appreciated, all of those things. Yeah, that does take some extra effort. And while, you know, sometimes that extra effort feels like something is wrong. I just want to say nothing could be further from the truth. What's really happening is it that you've been wanting a true love relationship, right? If that's what you've been wanting with like mutual respect and passion that doesn't fade and a commitment that's real and lasting. It isn't that, you know, other people are getting that it's you and you're not. It's just that in the past, a lot of times people didn't have such high expectations like your parents and grandparents. I mean, I'm not trying to diss our parents and grandparents and the other generations, but their expectations were different. Let's just say that. And so it was easier for them. And if someone has lower expectations, it's easier because they're getting into a relationship. So this is why we hear so much from the women that we work with that they've been like criticized in the past. Like, why are you so picky? Or like, forget about asking a question. Just have people tell them maybe you've heard this, too. You're too picky. That's why you don't have a man. And all I can say to that is that, look, settling never works. At some point, you end up feeling resentful and unfulfilled. And what we've seen is that like the women that have worked with us and attracted their soulmates, they universally say, and I'm so glad I didn't settle. And here's the other thing outside of that long kind of deep answer there. The the question was about why do some people find true love easily? You know, and I don't mean just like finding somebody and they get married and then they divorce in five years. I mean like true love that will go on forever. Well, here's the thing. Some people are just lucky. You know, I wasn't that lucky. I had to put forth a lot of effort. So did Lars. You had to put forth a lot of effort. So even though we're always going to be open to luck, right? I'm sure you are too. Do we really want that to be our strategy? I mean, sadly, too many people, they sit back, they do nothing. They hope to get lucky. And then at the end of their lives, as they're growing old alone, you know, probably going to die alone. It's just like, oh, shucks didn't get lucky. I mean, I don't think you want that. I know I didn't. I know Laura didn't. I know our clients. And it's like, compared to this, some people hit the lottery and they become millionaires overnight. But that's not really a wise financial strategy for our lives, is it? Playing the lottery. So some stuff to think about. Just to wrap up, try not to think of it as easy for them and hard for you, Remember, we don't really know the full story. And why not reframe that extra effort as just, this is my not settling energy. This is allowing my soul to be truly fulfilled energy. See, that's going to ultimately lead you to the right man for you. And you're going to both be happy that you didn't settle for Mr. Good Enough. All right, Lisa, I hope that was helpful. So thanks so much for listening. Have a great day or night. Hey, I'm so glad you were here with us today, listening to today's podcast. If you liked what you heard and would like to discover if you have any hidden patterns in your life that are disrupting your forward progress, you're gonna wanna head over to singletosoulmate.com forward slash quiz to take a quick five-minute quiz that we created so that you can find out what your love pattern is and more importantly, what can be done about it to overcome any self-sabotage that may come with it. That's singletosoulmate.com forward slash quiz for that free, quick insight into your unique love pattern and how to break it. Also, if you like this podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button and leave us a review. Let us know what you love or like about the podcast. See, when you leave us a quick, honest review, That actually helps other awesome women just like you discover this podcast and helps them learn, live, and love better, just like you're learning right now. Thanks so much.